0: Welcome to the Street Photography Magazine podcast. Priceless inspiration and advice for street photographers everywhere. Hello again and welcome to episode 50 of the Street Photography Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Bob Patterson, publisher of Street Photography Magazine. And this is the place for inspiration and advice by street photographers for street photographers. And thanks again for being with us. Appreciate you taking your valuable time to... Listen to us today, and if you like what you hear, please go to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast, no matter where you listen to it, and take a few minutes to leave us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate that. It would be very helpful to continue bringing you great content, like we're going to do today. And with me today is Ashley Hunsberger, the editor of Street Photography Magazine. How are you?
1: Doing good. Glad to be here as always. Excited to talk about some of our favorites over the past year.
0: That's right. That's right. It's just the two of us, and we've picked our favorites from among the street shooters of the month, which is pretty hard to do. I don't know. Do you have a hard time with it?
1: Oh, yeah. It was really difficult.
0: Yeah, it was. We just had just such a strong lineup this year. And When you have to go back and look through everything to make these choices... I think it's uh, really apparent how many good photographs are submitted every month.
1: Yeah, it's funny. I was thinking how everybody everybody was has been saying they're glad 2018 is over and done with. But for the magazine, we had a pretty great year.
0: <laughs> yeah, we sure did. We sure did. Let's hope 2019 is even better. Yeah. And uh, we're off to a good start for 2019 as well. Ashley, why don't you tell us how we went about this this year?
1: Yeah, so we looked back to last year, and when we talked about our 2017 favorites, we divided up into categories. So we took that approach again. It's, it would be even harder to pick your favorites from these without a few categories to go by. So the four categories we settled on this year are street portraits, storytelling, timing, and minimalist images.
0: Again, it was hard to choose In those areas as well.
1: It was. It's a lot of great work submitted this past year.
0: Yeah, there really was. So we're going to share that, and we'll put the photos themselves in the podcast article. If you're not a subscriber, that way you'll still be able to see the the photos. So why don't we start out? Let's start with portraits. And Ashley, you go first. Why don't you tell us which was your favorite street portrait?
1: Okay. Mine was Listerine Man by Carmen Gros. Um, there was just something about this portrait that I really liked. The blues are are beautiful, the tones. I love the vignette. Um, the way the light falls on the man's face, his hat kind of casts a mask-like shadow over his eyes, which I thought was really cool. And then the backstory was really nice, too, too. Um, Carmen said that he met this man on the street. He was a homeless man, um, and his name is Howard Johnson IV, but on the streets he's known as Listerine Man. And so he met this man, he took his portraits, and he made photos of him and then brought him the prints a week later. So I just thought that was a really cool story behind the image, but the image itself is really standout. I I really liked it.
0: Yeah, I like it too. It... um... I remember when I made the choices for the month, that one jumped right out at me. And we even talked about this last week on the podcast, or the last podcast, because we interviewed Carmine, and I didn't even realize that was his photo until we started working on doing the show.
1: <laughs> Same here. I had chosen it before we talked to Carmen, and then when we talked to him, I made the connection. I said, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> this was my favorite portrait. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, but I agree with you. It's just so well done. and he, He's done a lot of these types of portraits around Toronto.
1: Yeah, it's also a really dignified portrait. I, yes. I know sometimes we don't post images of homeless people, but um, this was taken in a really dignified way, and, and it was so nice that he went and gave the man prints as well. So I, I really liked it. Yeah, it
0: wasn't like he was sneaking around and just grabbed a shot of the guy. He actually engaged with him. Yeah. Got to know him and, and took a picture based upon the way he feels about him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it shows.
1: Yeah. So how about you, Bob? What was your favorite portrait?
0: Well, mine was from February of 2018. And this one is a little different. It's called Tractor by Jeff Tidwell. And it's a photo of an older gentleman with a, with a big beard and um, unusual-looking hat sitting on a tractor. And... Well, what I like about it are a number of things. I like the guy's pose. He's not even looking into the camera. And it's an environmental portrait. So it shows a lot more context as opposed to a a close-up. A lot of street portraits are are close-ups, sort of like like what Carmine shot. Mm -hmm. But instead, this guy is posed on his tractor or whatever tractor. And um, I like the... Well, he did it in black and white. Um, I like how he, I don't know, he may have shot it on film, I don't know, but if he converted it, I like the conversion, it's got some nice grain to it, Mm -hmm. and I like the the angle of the man, Uh, the tractor kind of has an angle off to the left, and the man's body is, uh, posture is angling up towards the right of the frame, and so I just like the way the, um, all the elements come together to create this photo.
1: Yeah, I I noticed this one too when I was looking through, and it just hit me right now while you were talking about it. I think I found something that made it intriguing to me. I feel like the man looks like a sailor.
0: That's the type like of hat I was thinking.
1: Yes, sitting on a tractor, <laughs> but you don't catch that right away.
0: <laughs> well, maybe you rode the tractor over to the uh, dock, and he's getting ready to go catch some uh, catch some cod or something.
1: Maybe. <laughs> yeah I don't know
0: I don't, you know what I should, we should follow up and ask him where he took this
1: yeah but it is a really good portrait
0: yeah very good and again it'll be in the show notes of the article so please go to the website and look at these photos because I think you're really going to like them so what's up next storytelling this one storytelling. was the hardest
1: one the hardest category for me
0: very hard. Well, we have a lot of really good storytellers who submit um, submit photos to the magazine, and yeah, it's it's really hard. Uh, one thing that made this a little easier for me personally, i well, we'll talk about mine. Mine happens to be in the same issue. It's the mm-hmm. February issue, and it's the photo right above uh, right above Tractor Man, and mine is by uh, Hal Paget. Um, Hal, we featured Hal. Uh, about a year and a half ago. Hal's uh, an amazing photographer in Jacksonville, right near Ashley. Have you guys ever met?
1: We have not. Oh, okay.
0: you have to have to get together. Know, he needs to buy you a sure. cup of coffee for this.
1: <laughs> Hal, if you're listening. <laughs>
0: maybe maybe I'll, I'll look him up when I come down that way this spring.
1: Yeah.
0: But anyway, this uh, photo, it's untitled, Hal doesn't Uh, title is photos so it it even causes you to to think more about the story although he does tell you the story in the uh, caption but it's a photo of uh, four kids in front of a motel and they're actually looking into the camera Um, and I mean the photo itself even if it didn't tell a story I just really like it I like the way uh, the uh, the subjects are positioned relative to each other it was taken late in the afternoon with the light coming at a very sharp angle, which he does a lot. Their expressions are just something else. The three of the kids have their hands to their face, and one of the girls ha- ha- has her hand up to her ear like she's listening. Who knows what Hal's saying to them to get <laughs> their attention. But it does, it tells a story. And as Nancy lara told us back in December, in the December Uh, she was our feature photographer for December and she talks a lot about storytelling and she says every story has a beginning and middle and the end. And she thinks a a strong storytelling photo should fill in the middle part. And I think that's what he does here. These children and their mom are living in a motel for some reason and they're making the best of it, you know, finding places to play and becoming involved with uh, other members of their community. And I was going to say, these kids are cute as heck, too. Yeah, they are. <laughs> so, <laughs> they really are. That doesn't hurt but, the photo
1: either. <laughs> yeah,
0: but Hal just knows how to capture the moment. Yeah. And, you know, he, he really did hear.
1: This is a really great storytelling image. I definitely agree.
0: <laughs> so do you know where this motel is? I don't. <laughs> of course, it could be any place. But yeah. It's in Jacksonville. So what about you?
1: Um. So mine. I. This was such a tough one. I had... Two really, I couldn't decide. But in the end, I picked a, one of the uh, one of the images from the September issue. It's called "Entering the Virtual World," and it is by Norman Schwartz. And basically, um, it's a room full of people. Everyone has on these VR headsets, and the room looks interesting too. The room. It's hard to say it looks like a library or, or something with the tall ceilings and the marble floors, but everyone's wearing the VR headsets. And I just thought this was such a great story because immediately when I look at this, my head goes into this science fiction novel about those innocent humans creating all this AI technology and spreading it around <laughs> before they realize how dangerous it really is. <laughs>
0: Before the singularity.
1: Yes. And and then when you look at it longer, I feel like it actually speaks to a real social issue, which is how people are kind of losing touch with reality thanks to technology. So, two stories in one, right?
0: That's right. <laughs> Could even be three, depending on who else is looking at it.
1: I just felt like it had a lot of room for imagination.
0: Yeah, it really does. With a device that... Removes all possibility for having imagination.
1: <laughs> this is <laughs> true because it does it for you. There's so many layers. <laughs> there are
0: there are many layers. I, I remember seeing this and I th- I said, "Wow, you know, we've, we've got to publish this photo." I, I like the way everybody's looking in different directions. Mm-hmm. You know, doing their own thing. They're all in their own fantasy world with these devices. And, and again, I like the look. I like like the grit to it yeah as well and my story is that these people are are doing a test they're doing a um oh what do they call that when they do product testing they have people standing behind a glass window watching (laughs) you um but uh, my story is that they've come in there and they're they're testing these devices to give their input to the people developing the product
1: Which actually could be maybe the real story. (laughs) Mine was a little out there. (laughs) Yeah,
0: who knows? Who knows?
1: I would love to mention the runner-up for me, if that's okay with you.
0: Yeah, yeah, go ahead.
1: It was Enough by Andy Han or Han. I'm not sure. But it is one taken in like on Hollywood Boulevard, and there's a person in a Minnie Mouse costume walking across the street. And like a biker guy kind of looking at her behind him. And I just felt like, I don't know how you can make a person in a Minnie Mouse costume transmit so many real human feelings, but this one really does. It's like Minnie Mouse is walking away from the glam of Hollywood Boulevard in a full-on life crisis. And that's really good to me.
0: (laughs) That was such a good photo um and made a book that that came from a book that he created and i interviewed him while you were in vietnam
1: okay yeah yeah
0: about his book he he made um he was trying to get it published and he couldn't so he turned it into an e-book um about hollywood boulevard and i think this one's on the cover but uh, again that yeah that one grabbed me as well so
1: a good of, choice a lot of good storytellers out there
0: Good choice. We could do a whole show on our on our second choices, and and on any given day, a second choice could become a first choice, so and true. and vice versa.
1: Yeah, that is true.
0: Depends on how you feel. <laughs> All right, let's talk about timing. What was your, what was your choice for timing?
1: Okay, mine came from the June issue. It's by Barton Cooley, and it's called Skate Scene, and this is just a really cool image. Um, I mean. You're at a skate park, so everyone's perpetually moving, right? So how do you catch that perfect scene where you get everyone in the right position at the right time? That's really good timing skills. And in addition to that, this image is like rule of thirds to the max. You've got rule of thirds going horizontally, (laughs) vertically, diagonally. (laughs) Really, really cool image. And... I hate to say stroke of luck. I think he probably was at the skate park forever trying to get this picture. So skill, (laughs) patience, endurance. (laughs) It
0: really is, and luck. I'm not saying he was lucky at this, but with so many things happening at the same time, you know, and you've got you capturing the right composition in a split second Mm -hmm. is really hard yeah really hard and in this one it all comes together and 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 i like the fact that he did it from such a low angle too he must have been laying on his stomach with all these kids flying around with skateboards (laughs) but very well done that was uh that's funny we both we both chose that in our top choices yeah
1: that was a good one so what was your your top choice
0: Mine is called Rhythm of the Street. And man, I hope I don't mess up your name. Um, It's Jotek Bacic. I'm sorry, I feel bad, because I can't pronounce your name properly. But I love your photo. (laughs) And again, this is one where all the elements come together in a split second. And it's, uh, this actually could be a minimalist photo as well. The people are all in silhouette except for one guy. And he's, um, got two people walking towards the left and a guy in a different layer, farther, farther back, walking towards the right. And he's out in the sun. And then there's a dog in silhouette as well, um, facing the opposite direction. And the, a tree, which really anchors the whole thing on the right, which is also in the sun. You just have to look at it. I I could take all day trying to explain it. But again, it's where all these pieces just came together. And just the right right place. And the right people were in silhouette. And the right guy was in the sun. Just so well done. One of my favorite photos of the year, actually.
1: Yeah, I had my eye on this one, too. I think for minimalists. It's like you're saying, it could kind of go both ways. But it really is a beautiful image. I also like how as the man's walking and his hand's out, it almost looks like he's going to pet the dog.
0: Yep, <laughs> yep. Except, you know, the dogger has got to be a few feet away Closer from them. Closer to but the viewer, yeah. Yeah, well, when they're in silhouette like this, it just flattens everything out, too, and makes them look like they're on the same plane.
1: Yeah, I think I li- really like that about it. It almost gives it that, like, 2D effect, and it looks really cool. But it is, yes, per- it it is really about timing there. You're right.
0: Okay, so what's our last category?
1: Well, the last category is minimalist. And Bob, you're up first.
0: Yeah, minimalist. Doing more with less. And we got a number of very good minimalist photos. And my favorite this year is called Young Jumper. It's by Hario Karnariwan, and it's from the September 2018 issue. And it's a photo of a guy, again in silhouette, and by the way, this one could be—I uh, could have easily chosen this for timing as well. But uh, there's a guy close to the camera, and he's smoking, and he's looking up. He's in silhouette, and he's looking up at four people jumping off a platform, and they're all in midair, and different postures. Uh, and again, it's just their—it's just their silhouettes, and it's just such a powerful and simple photo. And again, one of my favorites.
1: Yeah, this one was in my, my top two as well for Minimalist. I think one thing I really like about it is a lot of times Minimalist street photography involves architecture. Yeah. And this one doesn't really. I mean, there's a little piece of a building there, but, but really it's just people in the sky, and I think that's really cool.
0: You talk about capturing the moment. I mean, this moment, just like this will never happen again. And he made such a neat composition out of it. So, yeah, hats off to Hario.
1: Yeah, it's kind of mysterious, too, because without reading his backstory, you don't really know what's going on there.
0: No, not at all, which is probably even better.
1: Yeah, good image. Yeah, I guess they're
0: actually jumping off a ship.
1: You know, who lets you do
0: that? Takes place in Indonesia.
1: Indonesia lets you do that. <laughs> That's
0: yes, obviously. <laughs> All right. So, what's your what's your favorite minimalist photo? Okay, so,
1: mine comes from the June issue, and it's called "The Commuter" by Mario Duarte. And mine does involve architecture, but I just really loved the lines and the everything about this image. It just kind of draws you in. It's got the golden spiral going on. <laughs> um, it's a man walking through like a subway tunnel, I guess, but it's a lot more beautiful than just a regular subway tunnel. Um, everything's kind of in silhouette too. You can't really make up and make out any specific features of the man. Um, but the lighting kind of casts on the arch of the tunnel looks really cool. And then the man looks a little bit eerie because he's walking through the middle in this ray of light that's coming down, I guess, from up top, and his shadow shadow. casts forward and looks a little bit eerie almost. Uh, It's just a really beautiful scene. I like it a lot.
0: Yeah, it is. is. It's a very modern place. You're right. It just comes together. very beautiful photo. So, those are our winners for this year, 2018. And, uh, you know,
1: Yes, Give them a applause, applause here. Yeah,
0: we, we, maybe maybe we'll get some applause music to put in there when we edit this. But uh, uh, thank you, everybody, everybody throughout the year for submitting your photos. Uh, it's a lot of fun looking at them. It's a lot of work. We get, I don't know, hundreds a month. So it's uh, it's really hard to make decisions on which ones to publish.
1: And it's very easy to submit your image as well. You do have to register, so just click on the Submissions tab. And then a page will come up that says how to submit your work. You fill out the little form there. You add your name and your email and everything. Um, and then once you've registered, you can, under the submissions tab, click on photo submission form. And there you can upload the photo that you want to submit um, as a for consideration for the Street Shooters of the Month.
0: Yeah, that photo submissions form won't even appear. You can't even see it until you're logged in. Good to know. So... It- yeah. And when you do the registration, what you're doing is you yeah, you're registering on our system. It doesn't cost mm-hmm. anything. And so it gets you in the system so you can actually log in and, and do these submissions. And when you submit, please keep them to a maximum of sixteen hundred pixels wide. Don't submit ones that are six thousand. They actually it actually won't work. And you won't even know it. So you might think you submitted a photo and here you just submitted one that's too big and didn't work so keeping the 1600 pixels you know we're a digital publication they don't need to be any bigger and still look good and at 72 dpi
1: yeah we like you guys to do that so we don't have to touch your work we don't we don't like to edit your work at all so
0: that's right and we do we have software that will resize the photos and we'd rather not mess with people's pictures
1: so yeah definitely go on to the submissions tab And submit your best work. Bob takes a look at all of those pictures every month and chooses a selection for the magazine. So you have good chances of of getting that image published.
0: So go for it. So, Ashley, thanks again. Thanks for your opinions and your insight. And everybody, thanks for your photos.
1: Yeah, thank you. Glad to be here and look forward to the next edition.
0: Once again, this podcast is brought to you by Street Photography Magazine. It is the number one source for inspiration, education, and publication for street photographers everywhere. It's made by street photographers for street photographers. Street Photography Magazine is published once a month, plus a few bonus issues throughout the year. Each issue includes an interview with our featured photographer to discuss how they work and take a deep dive into some of their photos. It also includes photo projects and photo stories from photographers around the world to inspire you. And it's a place for you to publish your work to be recognized. For example, the Street Shooters of the Month section of the magazine. It features photos from members of our community. And many of our featured photographers have been selected from that group. So stop trying to go it alone and join the community. All of this for less than the price of a cup of coffee per month. Stop over and subscribe now at streetphotographymagazine.com slash subscribe.